So welcome back to At The Center, the Women in Trans Center's in-house podcast at the University of Toronto Scarborough. Each episode will be celebrating exceptional, femme-identifying, non-binary, and trans students, their work on campus, personal achievements, and the extraordinary content of their character. Join us at the center of what inspires, motivates, and drives our school community. I'm your host, Carmina. I'm a fourth-year student studying human biology and health studies. On this episode, we are joined by Callie. Callie major in neuroscience, psychology, and a minor in linguistics. Currently, she's the president of the African Student Association and a board of directors for French and linguistics at SCSU. Callie is working on projects like our Black History Month events and the Black U- graduation at UFT. She has been involved in campus since first year and now volunteers as a core lab assistant at St. Michael's Hospital and the Aphasia Institute. These experiences are rooted in her interest in communication disorders and the relationship between language and medicine. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And for our viewers, can you please introduce yourself a little bit? Yes, for sure. Um, so like you mentioned, I'm currently a double major in neuroscience and psychology and a minor in linguistics. Uh, I have this combination because I'm currently interested in communication disorder, uh, even though I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, and like you mentioned before as well, uh, I started volunteering here on campus since first year. I volunteered with Less Talk Science, uh, with our Equity and Diversity Office, um, as well as I was a group leader for Frosh in my second year. Um, and after that, I got involved with African Student Association as the Director of Finance. Um, later on this year, I became uh, one of the co-presidents for African Student Association. Um, I'm also involved with our student union as a board of director for the French and Linguistics Department. So you're super, super involved on campus. Intimidated to join groups or clubs or like pursue different positions on campus, what would you just say to someone to encourage them to get involved? Um, yeah, it's intimidating to join uh, campus groups for sure. Um, that's why I started off sort of small, I guess. Um, so, uh, like, and like how you start off when you go into the workplace, you start off at an entry level. Mm-hmm. So, um, getting involved with uh, campus groups would be by volunteering with them or even um, helping them out during events and getting to know what they do. Uh, talking to executives as well. I feel like every student here is very willing to. Uh, share their um, experiences, um, any opportunities that they know of, um, and all that. So the first step to do is definitely to approach them and talk to them and volunteer or help out. Yeah, for sure. For me, I definitely started on like a more representative position, kind of smaller, mm-hmm. and then like you know work my way up and like having more like executive and direct director positions. Exactly. I think it helps to just like dip your toe in a little bit and mm-hmm. see how like develop your own ideas, own your own events, all of that stuff. For sure, exactly. Um, when I when I was he- here at like in first year, um, and I saw all these executives, when I saw the executives of our student union, I was so intimidated. I was like, how do these people do this? Like, it's yeah, insane. and it's almost like it's very impressive. Uh, they have all like their coursework, but they're still having pursuing all these like different leadership positions that involve so much work. And I was like, wow, this is a lot. It is, it is. But you just have to get started and uh, make sure that you have the initiative to start somewhere uh, because you can get used to doing anything. At your first job, if you have a job, for example, the first day is the most nerve-wracking day you would ever have. But like later on, you see that you do everything just like in a second and you're just like, 
wow, like I've come a long way. And everything is a process and you need to get used to it. So uh, the first step to do is get involved, take the initiative to approach someone uh, who have those connections or who have who has the position of an executive or even volunteers on campus. Um, and we always have uh, these campus groups um, tabling and all that. Uh, they're willing to share their information. So definitely approach them and talk to them. Uh, and that's how you get started. I think what's so valuable about this campus and like other campuses as well is that people that are involved in campus, they just they are like a free resource. They're like free information. Exactly. And also like we love to talk. Yeah. About, especially if the, the things that we're like we're passionate about, we like we will not For stop sure. talking. For sure. So it's an easy way to learn more about initiatives that you may be interested in. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. I wanted to talk about two of the positions that you've had or mm-hmm. still are still have right now. Mm-hmm. So the first would be African Student Association. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what kind of like events and services that you have there? Um, so Kern, um, and our main um, objective is to show uh, to showcase Africa from the perspective of Africans um, and most of our events are rooted uh, from like the African culture uh, to teach people about African culture uh, to even for us for ourselves to showcase it as well um, and we've had our meet and greet at the beginning of our year which we had a great turnout uh, we were able to tell our members of our plans for the year um, to keep them like uh, t- for them to stay tuned um, and to have those days off just in case you know with the busy schedule um, and yeah that's what um, African Student Association is about um, for did you ask me about my other position yet? Oh, yeah, we can go move on to yes. your board of director <laughs> position for yeah. French and Linguistics at SCSU. Can you tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about that experience? Um, so this experience, um, it's different than the other ones because it's uh, mostly rooted in, uh, like, policymaking. Uh, it's more of a... It's... It's it board of directors you, is like very telling of what the job is. You're on a board. Exactly. You need to make yeah, some legislation, make some policies. Yeah. Yeah. You're responsible for a lot of things. You have to be responsible for holding executives responsible for the things that they're doing to change, to make change on this campus and all that. Uh, for me, I'm currently the director for French and Linguistics, um, and my connection, uh, my uh, main duty is to my department. Um, and I keep connected with the Linguistics Student uh, Association as well as the French Departmental Student Association, making sure that their events are uh, being properly um, advertised, uh, trying to talk to people to guide them to go to those student um, student clubs uh, to make sure that um, they're using all of the um, all of the opportunities that they're pro- providing for them. Um, and yeah. So with all your involvement on campus, what have these positions? Um, it has taught me that um, being a leader, it doesn't mean like you're a boss and you have like followers to like guide. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it taught me that um, to be a great leader, you have to motivate others, um, give them certain goals um, to achieve. Um, and if those goals are in line with your goals, that's when you become successful and you become a successful leader. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, I like helping other people um, and I like motivating people, giving them advice to get to where they need to be. Um, and I believe that's what great leaders are supposed to do, motivate others who don't have the resources or the knowledge of certain things um, and help them get to the goals that they've set out for themselves or like the organization or campus group has set out for 
themselves, basically. So you mentioned that a sign of a great leader is um, connecting their personal goals with the goals of a group. Mm -hmm. What what other things do you define as a great leader? Um, Great leaders should always uh, make sure that they're... I guess you can say followers. Um, I don't know how to describe the other The community. The community, basically. Um, So their ideas need to be put on the table as well. Uh, We need to make sure that um, we have space for those ideas and to make sure that uh, we uh, we need to make sure that those folks are being heard to make them feel that on this campus. Um, And that's really important because that's when they become motivated and become creative and... um, they take the initiative to get involved as well. I say it like it's so rewarding being in a leadership position, seeing um, other people that you are influencing take their own initiatives. For and, sure. Yeah, and take their own ideas and bring those to life because that shows that you've um, made an impact beyond what you're capable of doing just yourself. Yes, exactly. That's actually what I think what makes a great leader as well. It's when you create other great leaders oh, and exactly. you see them like motivate others, get more things done on campus or even anywhere and on like on this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really important to make sure you motivate them enough to get this process going in like different generations and it keeps going and going exactly (laughs) yeah um for yourself in what would you describe your leadership style as or what do you what kind of um things do you tell yourself in order to uh conduct a great like event or a great um service that you're bringing to students um, so when we plan, when I personally plan events, I would like to get um, everyone on the team involved based on their um, skills uh, and their preferred um, preferred position, basically. Um, and even if it's not your position, for example, if you're a director of finance, uh, like I was a director of finance last year for ASA, but I still uh, had the initiative to plan the events, um, get involved, help set up and all that. So mm. uh, so I make sure that everybody knows that and they can help out in any way, but they do have their own roles and they need to be responsible for that as well. So it's, it's sort of, um, how do you say it? It's not really limiting to your role, mm-hmm. but you also have responsibilities and you have the privilege to get involved with more opportunities as well for me like i always say you need to exceed expectations in order to truly make a difference so obviously you're responsible for your own um like roles and your like the the like the roles and responsibilities of your job Mm -hmm. but to go beyond what you are given or kind of the responsibilities that you're given is where you can kind of see intimately about what the organization or what the business what the company is really about to like to go beyond the borders of what you're given exactly so when you go beyond your roles you learn more about the organization um and you you make this like a hobby Mm -hmm. you're really um you're happy to go talk about this organization to plan the events to execute the events to be part of those events um and it's really definitely it's really important to uh go beyond your roles for sure um some people have a hard time um going beyond that because of time or other um responsibilities that's fine as well but definitely taking the initiative to get involved uh, more than what's expected of you it's definitely important so i want to 
can you think of any obstacles or challenges that you've had in being involved in leadership positions and mm-hmm. how did you go about overcoming them? Um, so when it comes to leadership positions, even if you're considered a leader, you still need um, folks to help you out. You still need the team to get together to help you out. Um, and sometimes that's not the case. It's really hard to get people to take on certain roles, certain responsibilities. Um, and what I find what I find difficult is uh, taking on the whole everything, like the mm. whole responsibility by yourself. Yes. Um, and um, yeah, that's like one of the obstacles I would say that I faced so far. And obviously, um, when when interacting with the university, there are certain obstacles you face that prevents you from having certain events or having them certain way, like the way that you'd want them. Um, and I understand the university has laws or procedures that you have to follow, um, but those are some of the obstacles that I've faced so far. And how would you say that you chose to overcome those obstacles? Um, well, for the university, um, deterrence. It's a little bit hard to (laughs) to bypass their rules, of course. So you definitely have to compromise. Um, I think compromising is really important. Um, If you want to make sure that um, your campus group or whatever initiative you have, if you want that to be successful, you'd have to compromise and do whatever is needed to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, So you do have to take the responsibility and uh, take on whatever role is left uh, and do do whatever is needed to accomplish it. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about kind of taking on maybe too many responsibilities Mm -hmm. or taking everything on yourself. Mm -hmm. I know for myself, I think this is especially true for me in high school, I had a hard time asking people for help. Yeah. So I would think that, oh, it's like, it's bad to ask for others for help because maybe you would be seen a certain way or we wouldn't would appear that you're not really doing your job Mm -hmm. because you're asking other people to do other parts of your job and I it took me a long time and it was so hard to realize that was not true at all Mm -hmm. it's it's okay to ask for help and it's part of delegating responsibilities um not taking so much on for yourself because it also takes a toll on your own leadership style and your own ability to um carry out different like events or services because right. you're so bogged down did For you sure. find that you had trouble doing that as well or what did you do to overcome um having maybe too many things on your plate Yes, for sure. Uh, So like yourself, I have a hard time asking people for help. Um, I feel like I'm bothering them or like taking time away from what they need to be need to be doing. Um, So that's still like a work in progress for me because I still have a hard time asking like people to do something or delegating the tasks, even though it might be their roles and responsibilities. so I feel like that's something I still need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, it definitely affects your leadership style. And it's really important to ask for help because not one person cannot make the change. You need numbers. Um, and it's definitely important to make this a teamwork. And I believe that leadership is a teamwork. It's not a one-person job. Absolutely. Have you encountered any challenges being a woman in a leadership position? And how did you overcome that? Um, so far, um, well, working with the uh, board of directors at SESU, it's very, 
it's very welcoming and um, it's an equity we follow an equity based guideline mm-hmm. um, so I have not faced any challenges as a that woman you, that, that you can think of right now that I can think of right now um, being a the president for um, African Student Association. My co-president is also a woman, um, and we work well with each other. Um, and I don't believe that we've had obstacles just because we're women or, um, yeah, related in that area. So okay. I can't think of anything right now. So you say that like really what helped you um, succeed in your leadership position is having people the right group of people to support you exactly to help guide you through this journey because it's so difficult to go through anything without the right support for sure yeah your support system is definitely important um the people you surround yourself with if they're they're motivating you um to do better um and they're always there for you to talk to them and unload whatever stressful um situations you might have encountered it's really important um you feel like you've never like like you don't have any problems at all because your support your support system is so good um yeah and i guess that's why i can't think of any obstacles but that's so good to, to hear it's good well, to hear right? that um sure. you're that you're surrounded by such good people and yeah. such like a uh, and a positive environment because it's mm-hmm. key to, in order for you as an individual and as a, as a group to thrive. For sure, it is. It's really important. To talk about the campus as a whole, since mm-hmm. you've been so involved in different levels of campus, what would be one of your critiques about our school community and how can we improve? Um, the school community is uh, fine, I believe, uh, but when it comes to the school, um, the whole system, um, in general, they should be uh, more more open to uh, students. The school is here because of the students. Without the students, the school would not be here, obviously. Um, and that's what they say as well. Even the student union says the members are, the they're like the highest body. Mm-hmm. That's what they're considered as. Um, so it's really important to make sure that we're open to hearing uh, students uh, when they come up to us with initiatives or even problems or any like suggestions that we need to make that we need to change in our organizations um, and I feel like that's what needs to improve mm-hmm. because it's still deterring students to take the initiatives to go up to those organizations going back to like kind of like being intimidated mm-hmm. and for you pursuing your board of directors role if what would you say to someone who wants to pursue getting involved with like SCSU or any kind of like board of directors, mm-hmm. um, but is kind of afraid or um, kind of fearful of like what the position has to hold? Um, I would say that the position should not, uh, you shouldn't be afraid of the position. Um, it teaches you a lot. Like I've learned a lot so far um, and I've, I've developed so many skills as well. I've outreached. I've talked to so many students. I've learned a lot. Um, and that shouldn't scare people. Um, it's definitely open to every student. And def- so definitely go out there and apply for those positions. If you don't get it, the fact that the whole process of getting that position is even like, you a lot. Yeah, it's a lesson yeah, in itself. Exactly. That's what I think. So um, even if you lose, it's not a big deal. You can still get involved with the union. You can volunteer for the union. Um, you can always, um, the board of director meetings, are all, they're open to all members. So members can attend those and learn about what executives do. 
what board of directors are doing um, and the issues that they're tackling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some of the initiatives that uh, folks can take mm-hmm. if they're afraid of getting involved. So the first step would be approaching people there, like I said um, earlier, um, talking to them and learning what steps they need to take in order to get to that position. Mm-hmm. Going back to what you said about like the lessons that you've learned, mm-hmm. what do you think are some key lessons that you have um, learned from all of your involvement on campus? Um, one of the key lessons is to uh, go out there, put yourself out there and talk to people. Um, I feel like when you're an organization here and trying to at- attract students, you need to know what the students want and need from you. Um, so it's really important to go out there, talk to them, um, and research also. You need to research and understand what has been done before, what didn't work before, and what has been effective and what you need to continue doing. Um, so. But mainly, I would say outreach and talking to students is really important because you're doing these initiatives for the students. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Yeah. So lastly, I want to ask you, what have been some of your favorite memories being involved on campus? My favorite memories, um, one of them I would have to say is uh, Frosh. Um, It was a fun experience for me. I know a few students first years coming in. Um, They had a lot of questions. um, Okay, what kind of questions do first years have coming into university? They ask about program selections Mm -hmm. or how they're going to be able to find their uh, classrooms going from one building to another um, or where certain centers are. Like the Health and Wellness Center is one of the main ones that I got. Um, And also Very valid question, yeah. Yes, and food options, too, on campus. Um, and, and so, like, going back to um, the memory of Frosh and how it was such a great experience, what mm-hmm. kind of what highlights would you say? Um, the highlights, I would say, would be <laughs> probably, the it was the last day, I believe, the concert night where we'd had to go to convention center or some type of some type of center I don't remember exactly I did it in second year so it's been a while um and I can't remember who was there but I I can't remember his name but he's a famous artist now okay yeah um and that was pretty cool um and some of the some of the uh, students in my group were also really um involved and uh Frosh they do like a dance competition type of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, and some of the members in my group um, were like- Performing? Performing Oh, amazing. Yeah, which was pretty cool to see. Um, And that made it a fun experience for me. Um, What else did we do? Uh, Most of the time we would um, walk around campus, tell them uh, what, what, like what which entities which organizations are where mm-hmm. uh, we tell them how to get involved as well we tell we I mostly to- told them about um, tabling of uh, campus groups and that's where they could uh, start getting involved and all that um, so telling about what is beneficial or what is advantageous about going to our campus specifically because sure. I know that sometimes people are afraid that our university is kind of just like they kind of throw you in Mm -hmm. you have to find your way own way you need to go look for everything by yourself you need to find for your resources for sure so many like different centers that are willing to to help you and help you guide you through your your university experience or even just in your courses sometimes people have like 
you have like good ways to like study they they know like the course like really well and they're mm-hmm. able to like help you mm-hmm. and i think that's so what's so rewarding about going to our campus specifically for sure yeah and since it's a smaller campus you get to see people all the time yeah all yeah. the time right i've definitely heard stories about people person like this one week they'll never see them again yeah exactly like currently i'm taking like a couple courses downtown and i'm just like how do people like find each other find (laughs) each other here it's a whole it's a whole town Mm -hmm. and um i feel like utsc is definitely like a community-based school Mm -hmm. um and that makes it easier for uh first year especially to transition from high school to university um 100 percent. i totally agree so i'm so glad that that was such a great highlight for you yes yes it was so now i want to shift gears a little bit and go into some different topics Mm -hmm. so you mentioned that one of your passions is mental health Mm -hmm. and self-love so we're gonna get started and talking about that okay so where did your passion for mental health begin um i would have to say i guess when i uh I was in high school and I start. It was the first time I learned about psychology um, after I moved here. I moved here in grade eleven. Okay. Um, and I took a course. It's it was called anthropology, but it had anthro, psych, and um, sociology. Oh yes, I've heard one. like high schools having that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's what I had, and that was one of my first courses that I took. It was first period, um, and I started late, so they were already in the psych portion of the course, um, and that got me thinking like mental health is such a big deal Mm -hmm. and a lot of I feel like a lot of developing countries as like they don't accept it Mm. they they feel like it's it's something that's not right Mm -hmm. at all or like to bring up or and discuss there's like a huge stigma yeah exactly there's a huge stigma for our listeners like tell us if you have like maybe like even your like immigrant parents that like don't think that mental health is a thing or they exactly. think it's like very institutionalized it's only for like quote-unquote like crazy people yes yeah yeah that's the thing um and when i came here and i was learning about psych i thought to myself this is amazing and it's really different um and that's i at that point i wanted to be a clinical psychologist mm-hmm. um and obviously i told my dad and he did not agree oh wow okay <laughs> Um, but I still pursued it, uh, mm-hmm. which is why I'm doing psychology currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like mental health is really important because um, it depends. Like your mental health is what guides what you do, how you feel, and mm-hmm. how you interact with interact with others. Yeah, it it help it depicts your behavior. But yeah, exactly right. Um, and it's really important to uh, be open to talking about it, um, to talk to uh, your support system to anybody anybody that you feel is close to you and that person needs to be able to take that in and talk to you and uh, help you um, provide you with resources that could help you uh, with whatever uh, mental issues that you might be having Um, and I feel like this school is also doing a good job um, bringing up mental health issues uh, making sure that students um, have options um, and resources that they can use to um, you know help them throughout like those um, difficult times is a topic that needs to be discussed more mm-hmm. uh, not just because you're in a, a psychology major or interested in that area it this affects everybody regardless mm-hmm. um, and I just want to say that people need to be open to this mm-hmm. and that's why I have a passion for mental health um, I myself actually um, I ha- like when 
I feel like the weather affects me really bad. Oh. Um, and whenever it's a gloomy day like today, I feel like I can't function properly. I, I don't want to do work at all. And I just, I'd rather like stay in a dark room and like avoid all contact. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really important during these times to have somebody to drag you out of that and like, you know, get you out there, get you going, get you like doing something get you busy to you know like make you forget and like like help you pass that um that difficult time in a way Um, a major mental issue um something yeah yeah like i feel like the weather affecting you is also a big deal and you shouldn't feel that like it's something small and you have to deal with it by yourself Mm -hmm. it's always um, it's really important to ask for help and to talk to other people thank you so much for sharing that and i think that's so important sometimes some people may feel like i don't i'm not diagnosed with anything or i don't have a like a major disorder so is this still relevant to me is this Mm -hmm. can i still go to therapy can i still pursue like counseling or different um like mental health management or coping strategies and the answer is yes you can Mm -hmm. um you can pursue like therapy you can mental health isn't necessarily like um mental health is like a broad spectrum we learned this from another like another episode that we talked about Mm -hmm. but even just like your mental wellness and like your mental well-being is something that you need to like maintain so Mm -hmm. like even with addressing like the stigma about mental health something that people always say is that mental health should be treated like physical health so obviously like if you're if you have a cold if you're sick you're you're, are you going to be like oh well i don't have like off the flu so i shouldn't do anything no it's not true so so it should take steps in order to address this uh, like address whatever challenges or issues that you're going going through yeah and i think that um for me like i like to learn more about like positive emotional skills and kind of also like positive mental health strategies to Mm -hmm. maintain your mental health because i think there's always something to learn more about how to like even just be like a better listener or like be like a better um to see yourself in like a have a better self-esteem or better better Mm self-confidence and there's always things to learn and it's great that there are now so many like free resources for sure to learn more about how to maintain your mental well-being so i think that's so important anyone anyone whether you have a major disorder or not Mm -hmm. can learn from uh, the resources that are out there yeah that's very true even if you're not affected it's always good to know uh, what resources are out there because someone close to you even if it's if they're not close to you someone out there might be struggling with these um, issues right mm-hmm. it actually it's actually a very gratifying feeling mm-hmm. um, so it's definitely important whether you're affected by it or not it's important to know the re- resources that are available to you and others mm-hmm. um, and mental health is it's a very it's a big issue um, and people need to be really open about mm-hmm this topic yeah I guess. do you ever see like on twitter or wrong friend and like there's like uh and sometimes people are get annoyed and i understand sometimes that's <laughs> um a very shallow description of how you can help others right and i think that even if you don't if you feel like oh i've for the most part i have good mental health or like i i'm more focused on helping my friends some people don't know how to talk to someone who mm-hmm. is struggling and I think that's something else that you can 
learn about and that's p- part of the process of um destigmatizing mental mm-hmm. health is learning how um to talk to those who are struggling right. or how to, or how to point them into to the right direction of finding help because i think that's part of the solution of For addressing sure. mental health issues For sure. Um, I feel like knowing the steps to take on how to help others is definitely important. But I feel like it depends on each person. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, you can't use the same steps. Like, for example, if I talked to you and told you these resources are available and that worked for you, it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean it's going to work for somebody else. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so I guess the best thing you can do is ask them what they want to do to feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that's the best way you can approach someone if you're at a loss. Mm -hmm. Uh, Personally, I find I, I, I kind of become uncomfortable when somebody else is uncomfortable and it affects me too. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time asking them how like I can help them mm-hmm. because sometimes I might even like break down emotionally like mm-hmm. if it's really oh bad. no I relate 100% yeah, sometimes like if somebody really will be bad. opening up and and like like now I feel emotional exactly you're feeling emotional it's a really hard thing to do but it's it's better than holding back and mm-hmm. uh, not saying anything uh, when you're discussing it you might be talking about you might even um, have have the chance to say things that were bothering you or issues that were affecting you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you never know. Um, and Instagram, um, check on your strong Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree with that because some people say, oh, their friend is strong and, like, you know, uh, they're oh, good. Oh, there's nothing wrong with them. Like, exactly. They're fine. Yeah. They're, like, so good at XYZ, so it doesn't exactly. matter. Yeah. And I get that. I really hate that comment. I, I know they're, it's coming from... A place of love. A place of love, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like that comment because then that makes me feel like I can't say, oh, I can't do this or I area, right? Mm-hmm. Because they've already assumed that I'm strong mm-hmm. and now I can't like have that assumption go lower. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Um, and even certain people, mm-hmm. um, I definitely agree with that um with that statement, mm-hmm. check on your str- strong friend. If you consider your friend to be strong, you still need to check on them, talk to them, ask them what's been happening in their lives or like anything they've been having difficulties with because like it's n- nobody is really that strong. Yeah, no right? one's life is 100% perfect all the exactly, time. Exactly, yeah. So it's definitely important to check on um, everyone mm-hmm. and anyone you feel like is struggling. Thank you so much for sharing that. And no that problem. completely resonates with me because sometimes I feel like or other people may um, relate to this that you feel that you are doing so many things maybe you're so involved in campus or you're getting good grades Mm -hmm. so the the perception of your mental well-being others may feel that you are doing okay so because you're able to achieve those things but that may not always be true it exactly um, so you feel like you have to maintain that image all the time. You have mm-hmm. to maintain that perception all the time. You feel like, oh, well, if I don't do this, then I'm going to let other people down. And I think that it's obviously saying that someone is strong is coming from a good place. But I sure. think that from an outsider's perspective, you need to have leave room for people to grow and to be unexpected exactly that and i think that that's i'm such a big advocate for that i think that sometimes we have a fixed perception about who people are in our mind and Mm -hmm. we don't leave room for them to comings or have failures and i think that's part of destigmatizing mental health is to talk more about our failures say that like 
these struggles that we're going through it's okay to have struggles it's okay not to be good at everything it's okay um not to do everything right the first time because Mm -hmm. when we kind of put that kind of pressure on ourselves and that is what really takes a toll on us yeah for sure i definitely agree it's definitely important um it's important not to assume Mm -hmm. about what people are about because sometimes people don't know what they're about themselves right Mm -hmm. Um, and it's always good to ask, to talk, to discuss um, whatever issues you think they might encounter. Or even, like, be open about yourself. That helps others to be open about themselves as well. I find myself that I usually don't talk about my failures or shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's just how I am. Maybe that's why no, people say I, I'm strong I, I, as str- well. I struggle with the same thing. Like, yeah. vulnerability, that's something that I'm working on, like, right now, at this moment. Same. Exactly. It's a work in progress. Um, but still, like, I feel like if somebody else, if you, for example, when you're opening up, I feel like it's easier for, for me to open up as well. Yeah. So, um, instead of just assuming that, oh, she's strong, she's fine, or even asking questions, oh, what's happening with you? Um, how are you feeling? Like, how are you like dealing with certain situations? Instead of asking direct questions like that, maybe talk about yourself mm-hmm. so that the other person can feel comfortable enough to talk about what they've been dealing with and, like, you know, let it all out. Um, and I feel like those think, could be, like, different approaches that you can use. Yeah, I definitely feel that's key. Like, mm-hmm. creating an environment where it's safe to converse and to have those exactly. hard conversations is yeah. key to, like, building a strong connection and a strong relationship where those things can be shared. Mm-hmm. For sure. For Thank sure. you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you. So to, to shift into more kind of, like, positive light now we're going to talk a little bit about self-love because i know that's also very important to you for sure it is so what does self-love mean to you um so self-love means a lot of things to me Um, i feel like one of the main things would be um learning to say no oh okay yes let's get into this um even though sometimes i feel like i have like Mm self-love um I find myself, like, I, I can't help myself, but, like, help p- other people and do whatever they need. And I'm saying no to certain requests. Um, and I feel like that's really important because if it, um, if it affects your daily activities or, um, like, it affects your mental health or it might affect you in certain ways, you should learn to say no. And if that person cannot accept that, then it's their loss Mm -hmm. like you don't need those type of people to you know like make you feel like you have to say yes to every request every time and lower your own self-esteem and I feel like by every time whenever I say yeah when I don't say no I feel like my self-esteem is like lowering Mm -hmm. um, and that affects my self-love as well that means I don't have enough love for myself to say no and to stand up to stand up for myself basically Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah so self-esteem plays another role Um, another thing is I feel like people tend to think of self-love as being narcissistic oh Um, yeah I under like I definitely see how that can be yeah understood (laughs) yeah I feel like a lot of people misunderstand it that way and I used to as well um to be honest Mm -hmm. but um every experience teaches you um and it's really important to stand up for yourself um and having self-love after you have love for yourself is when you can learn to love others um you can't claim to love others if you don't have the love the respect and 
I don't know, like the initiative that you have to help others, mm-hmm. like if you don't have that same sense of initiative for your own self to help yourself grow and get to where you need to be, then it doesn't really matter what you do for other people type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like everywhere, but like... Okay, we're like, going to we're gonna break it down. Yeah. No worries. Okay, <laughs> to start with the first thing you touched on, saying mm-hmm. no. Yes. So have you been in an instance where you said yes too many times and then it t- had an impact on you? I feel like I always say yes. Okay. Um, and most of the time, um, it impacts my school. So yeah, saying yes to what kind of things? Um, like running errands, helping out uh, family with certain, um, like with certain errands, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like my family, uh, they're immigrants, and it's it's always key for them to have somebody that speaks English um, to help them there. Um, and I feel like I'm always there to help because. Of course, they you want to help. I want to help. Of course, yeah. And they're not asking because they're trying to be selfish or they're yeah, trying to like take up your time. Yeah, because they actually need the help. Of course, right? yes. Uh, but the thing is, I have to say no when it comes to like, like when it actually affects the things that I do. Mm-hmm. Like I have to leave school, go help them. Then that would um, take up my time to study or do something else that I had planned to do, mm-hmm. even if it was to just spend a lazy day at home. Yeah. Yeah, and that affects, like, I feel like that, that's, it. like, it doesn't matter what you're doing, like, whether it be, like, something big or small, mm-hmm. I feel like whenever you say yes and you leave what you were planning to do, it's, like, it's taking away from your The like, time that you have time for like, yourself. Yeah, the yes. time for your own self, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, I've started to, like, learn, like, to do better and mm-hmm. to say no, um, even if I'm spending a whole day at home doing nothing. Because that's important, recharging, like, exactly. giving yourself a break. You do. You need that. Um, and um, it's it's still a work in progress, um, but I feel like it's really important. And it doesn't mean that you're being selfish. And actually, sometimes being selfish is not even bad because it's really hard to find people that would compromise Mm -hmm. and work with you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And until those people learn to compromise with you, I feel like you need to take care of yourself as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But definitely be helpful. Helping others, it's it's a great thing. It's a great thing. Mm -hmm. So just, like, find a balance between those two is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Yeah. And along with saying no, what kind of, like, power or what kind of, like benefit do you see within yourself that comes from saying no um i feel like whenever i say no i feel confident Mm -hmm. um and it boosts my Mm self-esteem i'm just like wow i actually took control of Mm -hmm. that situation yeah and exactly i'm the one that's like leading it wherever it's going right Mm -hmm. if i say no for today i'll be like oh come back to me in a week that's Mm -hmm. when i'm free that's when i'm available and you're the one that needs that service for me, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to compromise and meet me at my own time. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it helped me build my confidence for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. It's like listening to yourself and knowing what you... Because um, at this age, you're working to get to, I don't know, where you imagine yourself being as mm-hmm. an adult. Yes. Um, and it's a really crucial time. So you need to make sure that you're listening to yourself and understanding what you want to accomplish, right? Yes. Uh, when you want to get from your own, like from yourself, what, what you want to be at that, like at a certain point, not not even just career-wise, but like, your, like what describes yourself, like 
what can I say, like skills, um, but beyond skills, like what makes you you? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And to go back to your second point about um, kind of uh, self love and being able to love other people, mm-hmm. I think that really goes with like say if like you're the opposite and you don't have self love for yourself, but mm-hmm. you're able to have love for others mm-hmm. i think that it's important to remember that if you can love others and help others in this way then you should be able to help yourself and love yourself in mm-hmm. the same kind of manner mm-hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. it does make sense um so what i why i said you need to have self-love in order to love others is that um it doesn't mean you don't love others if you don't have self-love it's just that every time you love others more than you love yourself mm-hmm. Um, I find that, like, with my own experience, I find that I blame those folks. That, oh, I see. Oh, they've put me in these situations, but, like, I'll do anything for them. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't see that, like, reciprocated. Mm-hmm. Don't compromise your relationship and your love for other people. Yeah. Don't, like, don't sacrifice that because you need both. You need that connection with other people, but you also need that, um, like, listening to yourself. To yourself, yeah, exactly. Um, and you, if you want all relationship to, like, go smoothly, I feel like you need to put what you're feeling on the table as well. So that person is not blindsided as well, right? If I don't tell that person no and I'm saying yeah, then they're going to assume that I'm okay with it, right? So it's really not the other person's fault that um, I'm okay with doing whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, and it doesn't mean that I don't love that person, but it means that like I need to listen to myself, like you've been mm-hmm. saying, and like be open and tell them why I'm saying no, um, mm-hmm. and help them understand that. Um, to clearly communicate what's going on with you, exactly. But also giving the opportunity for you to move on in the future mm-hmm. and make better decisions that work for the both of you. Exactly. So you have to make it work for both of you so that they're aware of like what you're about and why you're saying yes or why you're saying no, uh, no matter what. Um, and that way then you're both not blindsided. <laughs> yes, and, exactly. Yeah, and I feel like you can find a balance and even work, like have your self-love um, increase and work on it um, that way. Okay, so we talked about saying no. We talked mm-hmm. about listening to ourselves. We talked about communicating with others. What other strategies or things that you do to practice self-love for yourself? Um, what other strategies? I tend to reflect on myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I ask That's so valuable because a lot of people really, don't. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I tell people too. Um, I feel like whenever they're having issues, I tell them you need to reflect on yourself mm-hmm. um, because whenever you're having a conflict with um, other people, you might be the one that's at fault, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to take a step back and think, oh, like this is what happened. Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, and after reflecting on like on it yourself even talk to somebody that you'd feel um, comfortable with or you have confidence in um, and tell them the situation clearly and ask them like you know what is this about is this my fault or the other the other person's fault Um, so what I'm trying to say is um, reflecting on every situation that might drain you or that you feel like is taking away a part of like is taking away a part of you um, it's really important um, and I feel like that would increase self-love as well. Mm-hmm. When you reflect and you're trying to do better, that's when you're like 
helping yourself grow, um, helping yourself become more confident in what you do, what you say, um, and how you interact with other folks. And this could even like bring you to have like a greater capacity in order to help other people as well. Yes, exactly. So sometimes we're in like a position where we're too overwhelmed or feel like too defeated to start our own self-love journey. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, that self-reflection is really important for you. What other strategies would you recommend for others in order to start their journey to like self-reflection and self-love? Um, I would say take some time just for yourself have some alone time you don't have to think about anything i've tried meditation i'm so bad at it but like (laughs) you don't have i mean if people can do meditation i I feel like that would help a lot because Mm -hmm. clearing out your mind is it's all it's self-love because you're taking care of yourself right you're taking care of yourself mentally yes um and if some people are like me and they can't meditate (laughs) you can just be like in a quiet room and think of nothing Mm. just for like a few minutes and that will do you wonders Mm -hmm. and there's so many apps um out there on your phone that can help you that would like remind you uh they give you they send you notifications saying oh it's time for you to take some time off your day Mm -hmm. and like relax or do something you know Mm -hmm. um and i feel like that's good um, if you can't stay in like a very quiet um, space, you can also do like classical music, which is really mm. amazing. Uh, like natural sounds like nature and all that, mm-hmm. uh, or even white noise. Those type of things really relax your mind mm-hmm. um, and it helps you um, it helps you like drain out the negative energy yes. um, and like I, I feel like it, it makes you feel light so like yeah yeah it will boost your self-love and like it would increase it too that's what i would think thank you so much for sharing these strategies i know for myself i've just started to do daily gratitudes mm-hmm. and also just i just downloaded an app on my phone um so far like half my entries have been i am grateful for food and i'm grateful <laughs> for my mom so i need to start being more creative or i'm just hungry all the time oh so don't worry. yeah i love food too. <laughs> yeah. so i um, that's a way that I self-reflect and am able to manifest my own self-love. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. we're going to shift gears again. Okay. And now we're going to go into a little get to know you game. So okay. we're going to ask you some quick fire questions just so we can know you in a different light going right. more in depth. Okay. So are you ready? Okay. Sort of. Okay. <laughs> it's going to go great. So first question, do you have any siblings? Yes, I do. Okay. How many? Well, bros, four. Four brothers? All uh, brothers? No, no, no. Two brothers, two sisters. Oh, okay. Are yeah. you the oldest? I'm the oldest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Favorite food? Favorite food? Um, I would have to say injera, which is Ethiopian cuisine. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Me? Yeah. For her birthday, we had like Ethiopian food. It was oh, so good. How did you like that? Girl, it was the best. It was so good. I love it too. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it seems like pretty healthy. Like, it's just it like a lot of vegetables, right? Yeah. yeah it's it's really good. Healthy. Now I'm going to go try to go get food after this. You should. Okay. Um, for this place you've traveled, Pardon? For you, this place you for traveled. For this place I've traveled, um, I would have to say my home country, I guess, Ethiopia. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is far. Yeah, it's pretty far. It's yeah. a, How long is, like, the plane ride? It's about 14 hours, I would say. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, same. If you went to the Philippines, yeah. it's a long time. Yeah, it's I gotta a go long time. Download a lot of movies and <laughs> sleep a lot. For sure. Um, would you say that you are messy or you're tidy? 
Um, I would have to say I'm in between. Sometimes I'm messy. Sometimes I'm tidy. <laughs> okay, definitely understand. Okay, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Whoa. Um. Wow, that's actually a very hard question. One superpower. I would have to say read people's minds. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> oh my gosh, shout it out is. to you. Okay, favorite movie. Favorite movie. Do I have a current favorite movie? Wow, I do not have a favorite movie. That's okay. Or TV show? TV show. Um, I'm currently into Riverdale. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. I know there's a lots of Riverdale fans out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is the nicest compliment someone has given you? Um, you have a great smile. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. Do you believe in aliens? Um, I'm kind of iffy about it, but I do. Okay, nice. <laughs> Are you a morning person or a night person? Night, for sure. Night? I understand. Um, when you were younger, so like when you were still in like elementary school, what mm-hmm. did you want to be when you grow up? Um, I wanted to be an artist, oh. like a painter. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what is your favorite season? Favorite summer. Nice. Um, what is one thing on your bucket list? One thing on my bucket list, uh, learn French and Spanish. Learn French and Spanish. Oh, of course, because you are the director of, of language. French, French and Linguistics. Uh, linguistics, yeah. exactly. And lastly, who is the first person you call when something exciting happens? Whoa. Um, well, it depends on the exciting news. Okay. Um, but I feel like I would either call my brother or um, one of my best friends. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. And we finally came to our last segment of the show. We're so close to saying goodbye, which I'm so Aww. sad about. But we still have one beard. Mm-hmm. It's inspired by Lexi Lombard, who is a Parsons Design student. And she also has a YouTube channel. Ooh, so okay. each of the letters of weird stand for something different. So W is wondering. E is entertained by. I is impressed by, R is for reflection, and D is for doing. Are you ready? Okay. Okay, so W is for wondering. So what are you currently interested in or working on? Currently interested in or working on? Um, so I'm trying to find my way um, into what I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm definitely interested in um, public policy, um, even a little bit of um, political sciences. Oh, nice. Um, but I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, and what was the other question? Oh, what are you working on right now? Are you working on any projects or events you're planning? Um, I'm not working on anything big, but uh, we do have our final event for um, African Student Association. Um, the planning has come to an end because it's going to happen on Tuesday next week. Um, so it's going to be a cultural event where folks would be have would have to wear some type of cultural item oh, to nice. get in. Um, yeah, and we're going to be celebrating culture there. I love that. Okay, so E is for entertained by. So do you have any favorite music, podcasts that you're listening to? Um, I do not listen to podcasts, unfortunately. That's okay, but you're on a podcast into- now. Exactly, yeah. I want to make that a habit, though. I've been trying to get into that. Um, as for music, um, currently I'm listening to a lot of Amharic songs because there's a lot of new hit songs coming out. Oh, nice. Um, but I do like R&B, um, pop, and um, Afrobeats. Nice, yeah. exactly. That's like the recipe for a good party. Yeah, it is, <laughs> for sure. Um, I swear impressed by so what inspires you or what are you impressed by right now 
Um, I feel like I'm impressed by people who take initiative mm-hmm. to do um, extraordinary things, mm-hmm. like starting from scratch and getting to where they are now. Um, it's really amazing to see that type of thing, and that really inspires me. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay, R is for reflection. So what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for my family and friends. Um, they, I have a great support system, um, and I feel like I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them and um, I'm really grateful to the point that I would never change anything and I don't regret <laughs> yeah oh my gosh so thank you I'm... so much for sharing no that really touched my heart guys <laughs> <laughs> and lastly we have D for doing so how can people engage with your organization with my organization um, they can definitely help out uh, plan events um, volunteer for us um, but even it could be as easy as sharing our event page um, whenever we have events on social media if they don't have the time or even attending those events because our events are not um, limited to uh, folks ad- identifying as Africans. It's open to every student on this campus um, and that's how we advertise it as well even though it's focused on um, students who identify as Africans. Um, so yeah, so definitely come see us at our events and that's how you can get involved. <laughs> Thank you so much, Callie, for spending the time with us today and having a great conversation. We want to thank you so much for joining us today at the center. Thank you very much for having me. This was great. <laughs> a big thank you to our producer, Shogun Kenwar, Amanda Yokinko, and Kyle Osborne for making this podcast possible. And thank you for joining us today at the center. If there's someone you would like to see on an interview, hit us up on Facebook at UTSC Women's and Trans Center. Catch you all next time. Peace.